Hey everybody and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. My guest today is Avanti Nagral. Avanti is an international pop artist from Bombay and she also lives part-time in Boston as she's going to school there. So not only is she an amazing artist, she also is a speaker sharing a mission of her passion for global health and development and helping young people reach their goals and fulfill their potential. She's run 30 plus workshops across schools in India and the US. She's spoken and performed at TEDx conferences and basically she's achieved a lot in her 21 year old life. So this episode, as you can imagine, is filled with impact, filled with good tips and takeaways and actionable resources for you to use to set goals for yourself. In this episode, Avanti shares with us her SOAR, S-O-A-R, goal-setting method, and puts it in the perspective of being an indie artist or a music industry professional, which really allows us to dig deep into how we can use these tools that she's going to share with us to move forward in our career, move forward with the impact that we want to make through our lifetime. So this episode is super awesome. I can't wait for you all to hear it. I want to also mention that Avanti just released the remix for her song, Thank You Please, and is about to embark on her summer tour in India and Southeast Asia. So if you are interested in checking out the show or catching her on tour, if you happen to be in Asia this summer, definitely head to her website and check it out. The link to her website is in the show notes and she also gives information on how to connect with her at the end of this episode. So be sure to stay tuned and let's hop right in. Here is today's episode with Avanti Negral. Hi Avanti and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hey Katie, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here today. So you do many things. (laughs) So instead (laughs) of me trying to explain it all, why don't you start by introducing yourself, tell us who you are, what you do and how you serve people. Sure. So my name is Avanti Negral. I am currently a dual degree student at both Harvard and the Berklee College of Music. I am also a professional singer and I split my time between Bombay and Boston. Uh, And in addition, I am also a voice professional. I do stuff in the space of voice acting, uh, public speaking coaching, and I do a lot of education and global health related initiative work, um, part of which includes doing workshops that are either music focused or just generally motivationally focused uh, in schools and colleges across India and the United States. And essentially, like, I use my voice in multiple ways. That's just the best way to describe it. And my life happens in twos, whether that's two countries or two schools. I love that. (laughs) That's so funny. So like you mentioned, you put on workshops. Today, what we're going to talk about is your SOAR workshop and the pillars of that, which talks about how to create passion, purpose, and healthy choices and self-care in your life. Before we get to exactly that, can you tell us how you got into this sphere? Yeah. um, Well, I, given that I'm currently a college student myself, um, I am pretty young. Um, And to me, it was just, I wished a few years ago, I had people kind of come and talk to me about making meaning out of what you're pursuing in life. What does it even mean to go down the, you know, not trodden path? Um, And I just think I didn't have any young guidance. I had a lot of people who were twice my age or older, you know, mentors, but um, I think having somebody who was closer in age to me would have been really helpful. So I think it's just one way of giving back in that capacity. And secondly, just like being able to share what I've learned. I also come from a cultural background. Like I said, I've lived half my life in India and half my life in the US. Um, 
and it's definitely changing, but a lot of, you know, cultural values in the South Asian diaspora still are around, oh, you have to do something very professional, which usually means be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer, and that's not true anymore, right? And so for the more creative um, and the more, you know, less, the rather the less traditional paths, I think it's, it's always nice to have uh, role models and just people you can chat with and understand what that looks like. Totally. So let's jump into the SOAR workshop and the pillars of that. And we're going to look at it today sort of in a lens of the indie musician or the artist or the music industry professional who is looking at their life and figuring out what's their passion, what's their real purpose, and how do they want to move forward. So what's step one? What's the first pillar? So just to, just to like give it context before I go into step one, um, what you're saying about the indie musician is so right, right? Because whether you're an indie artist or any kind of creative or non-traditional path, you're creating something for yourself, right? And so these tips, hopefully, I mean, they're from my experience and I try to generalize them, but they'll be useful and applicable in whatever way. And especially as we're navigating, uh, how do you keep your mental health in balance and how do you still take care of yourself during this process? So um, just wanted to give a little bit of that preface. But uh, step one is dream big. And I know that sounds super obvious, but you'll be surprised at how many people don't actually dream big and they dream within their limitations. Um, one of my favorite quotes is this quote that says, shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And I think that's just such a beautiful quote because, you know, as when we're young children, we think we can be king or queen or astronauts or absolutely anything we put our minds to. And then as we get older and older and as life hits us in different ways, we kind of funnel that and we have realistic dreams. Um, I'm not saying don't be rational and focus on the reality of your situation. However, your dreams should always be bigger than what you think they can be because you never know what can happen. And um, to me, it's like if you have a big dream, how do you achieve that? One of the things is putting in the hard work now so that you don't have to in the future. Uh, there's this rule that a lot of folks quote, it's the 1050 rule or the, you know, 2060. Um, it's just this idea that if in the prime years of your life, usually between the ages of 15 and 25, or a little bit older, you know, plus or minus um, five years, you really grind and you really hustle, the following 50 years of your life, you can kind of reap the benefits of that, as opposed to slacking away in those prime years and then having to really grovel, right, in the, in the next 50 years. And so, um, just this idea of dreaming big and, and in dreaming big, being really committed to hustling and figuring out what that looks like. And, and part of that comes with, if you're dreaming big, whatever is a part of that um, and whatever you're doing along the way, you have to manage, right, being able to do that. So one of the things is prioritizing all the things that you have to do in your life um, to be able to achieve that dream, right? Uh, only if you put in work toward that dream is it going to get done. So being able to actually prioritize it as part of your day, as part of your weekly routine. Um, and Katie knows a lot about time management. <laughs> that I do, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> you, you can turn to her for some tips. But uh, one, one tip that I use is this method called the Eisenhower Matrix. Um, totally Google it, but it's essentially prioritizing anything that you have to get done along the axes of their urgency and importance. And it's really, really fascinating. Um, 
you can Google it or feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. Um, super happy to answer them. But it's just this idea of not letting people around you, whether that's peer pressure or just naysayers in your life, bog you down from dreaming the dream you deserve to dream. And um, even though it seems extremely obvious, a lot of people don't dream big enough. Um, and, you know, today especially, we have so many resources at our fingertips. It's absolutely insane. Every, every day there are new jobs being invented. There are new platforms. Um, there's so much happening in the world today and the access that we have is unparalleled to any other generation. So it's on us to take advantage of that. So I love that. I think dreaming big is such an important part. But I want to challenge you and ask, what if people are like, well, I am dreaming big. I have all of these amazing things that I want to do, but it's all super overwhelming. And like, I don't know where to start. I don't like, I'm dreaming big, but I don't actually believe that I can reach all of it. Of course. So, I mean, of course, Steph, part of that is having belief in yourself. And also it, it's this, it's this combination of, you know, this dream that we have for ourselves and some aspects of reality that we do know. However, um, it's, we can all have those dreams, but working toward them is a different thing, right? So once you've established, okay, I have the dream and we'll talk about the other steps, how to get there and how to achieve that. But within the dreaming big, realizing that if it's an actual dream, if it's something you care about, you have to be your biggest champion and you have to believe in yourself because nobody else is going to do that as much as you. And also figuring out how to make time for that and prioritize it, um, right? It's the idea of like, um, I don't, I don't recall exactly where this reference is from, but it's the idea of if you want to learn how to play the piano, or if you want to learn how to do anything well, you need to put in 10,000 hours, right? Um, and it's just the same, the same way as a musician, you put away time to practice, hopefully, and work on your craft. You, you need to put away time to work on your dream, even if that just means planning certain things, because it seems super overwhelming. But once you figure out how to prioritize stuff around you, other things will fall into place. And the rest of the steps, we'll talk through the specifics of that too. Awesome. Great I love question. that. So let's move on then. What's number two? So step number two is maximize your potential, right? So it's this idea that, okay, I have a big dream. Um, I have some potential, but how do I maximize the potential that I have? And the quick moniker I used for this is the four P's. So I'll go in order. The first P is passion. And the way in which I define passion is what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? If tomorrow you woke up and you had no other obligation in the world, what is it that you'd want to spend your time doing? Is it singing? Is it playing video games? Is it whatever it is? Even if it's like spending time with people, you probably have an affinity for people and therefore have great people skills. You know what I mean? Um, whatever it is, whatever drives you, whatever makes you tick, that's your passion. And that can come in many different forms. Whatever it is though, nurturing that, right? It's this, like, if we do what we love, we never really work a day in our lives and we always want to be able to, what is work, right? It's a way of making money. Sure. It's a way of sustaining ourselves, but it's really a way of um, helping us feel fulfilled in our passions and, making us feel like we're here for a reason and what is that? And that leads me to number two, which is your purpose. Um, and the way I like to look at purpose is your understanding of impact. And that can be impact on yourself, on another individual, on a number of individuals, whatever you feel that you want to leave behind in this world. And that will make you feel most fulfilled to do the same. 
is your purpose. Now, sometimes for some people, passion and purpose are the same things. Uh, for me, I know that they're actually not. For me, my passion comes from music and performing specifically. I love performing. I love being on stage. Um, I love being a musician. I love meeting people. And I know that's my passion. For me, my purpose is fueled slightly differently. Um, I think my purpose comes a lot from issues of health, um, health and care. I've gone through several health issues in my life and have been fortunate enough to have access to care. But there are a number of people in this world who don't. So I've dedicated a lot of my life to um, doing my small part in the way that I can, whether that's through research or creating initiatives or advocacy. And to me, the way I see my purpose and passion colluding or colliding is building up my voice as an artist and using that voice and that platform to affect change in these areas. And that's the way I combine them. But for some people, it can be something totally different. And whatever you feel that your purpose is, whatever it is that motivates you, what do you want to talk about? That is your purpose. I love that. Um, and there, I love that there's a distinction because it's like you can be an artist um, or you can work with artists and that's not like everything. Just because you're passionate about performing music or writing music doesn't mean that there can't be more to it. So if you're also passionate about speaking out about something or, you know, bringing people together through your music, creating community through music, that is part of your purpose. And those two work together to actually do what you want to do in life. A hundred percent, right? There's so many, I mean, most people who work in the music industry have a passion uh, for music in some capacity or have had that passion at some point in their lives. Right. Or if they're working in some aspect of the music industry, maybe they have a passion for money. Who knows what their passion is, right? But a lot of people are connected to it, but that doesn't mean everyone has to be an artist. That doesn't mean everybody can be an artist. Maybe what makes you most happy is, um, like you said, bringing community together, bringing experiences together. And maybe you do really, really well in then being in the role of um, like an artist manager or in the role of an art artistic publicist, right? Somebody who's still very closely connected to that. So I really love that you brought that up because it's so true, right? Your passion and your purpose really don't have to match. And if they do, that's great. But if they don't, that's also fine. And there's ways to combine what that looks like. Like the number of people who've told me, oh, what is global health and what is music? They're just so different. How can you ever combine them? And I'm like, well, they're both my motivating factors, you know? Um, and yeah, so then for the third P, it is perseverance. Nothing, like we said before, comes without hard work and putting time into your craft. Um, and again, your craft can mean different things depending on what aspect of the industry you're in, right? If you're an artist, um, it's super great to be, I personally, for example, as an artist, love the business side of what I do. I really, really love that. I love meeting people, but I'm fully aware that if I don't work on my instrument, my craft, my voice, um, that's my main thing, right? And I really have to make sure I take time to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, that is so good. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I, so many of us, and even me, it's like you get so wrapped up in the business. Like, how can I get ahead? How can I get more press? How can I release more? How can I make more money? And you forget that like, if you're an artist, then literally the only way you can do any of that is by being an artist and like playing music, writing music, having good yeah. music, working on your craft. So, oh man, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so true, right? And it's not, I mean, especially the indie artist um, has to, I would say spend 50% of their time each in 
building the startup that is themselves the artist, but also 50% on the, the foundation that makes them the artist, you know? So how do you build up both? And I think it's really important. Um, but again, if you like, let's say you're an artist manager, right? You might say, oh, I just need to call up people. Um, I need to be the liaison. How can I work on my craft? Uh, well, there's so many ways you can work on your craft as an artist manager. Like you should be the perfect person to have the contact. So what does that mean? You go out there, you study people, like you do, you research, you write up business plans. Like that is your craft and understanding more and more about all aspects of the business, being on top of, you know, setting Google alerts for things like whatever it is, whatever your thing is, there's a craft to it, you know, and figuring out what that is. Um, totally. So yeah. So, yeah. And I imagine that ties into the fourth P, which is persistence. Yes. The fourth P is persistence. And uh, one of my favorite um, quotes is, don't let anyone tell you you're too young to accomplish anything. A baby shark is still a shark. Um, and I say this as somebody who I used to get a lot of um, backlash when I used to want to do certain things that seemed out of my league when I was younger. Well, I say younger at 21, but you know, like, especially when you're 14 and 15, right? If you want to do certain things, people are like, you're a child. You don't know what you're talking about. And um, the, just the idea that persistence always pays off. Um, you send somebody an email, they don't respond the first time. Okay, try again try a third time. And then depending on your personal understanding with the person or just depending on your own personal values, you can decide to go forward or not. But more often than not, you'd be surprised how much persistence pays off in any capacity. You know, and a lot of people try once and they try twice and then they just give up. Um, the, the most, And especially in, in our space, right? In the creative space, in the artistic space, mm -hmm. the number of no's you get is so much more than the number of yeses you will ever get. Yep. And be, learning how to be okay with that and learning how to be persistent is super important. And that leads me to what is the fifth P, which is not an official P because I'm working on it myself. It is patience. And I feel like I cannot tell other people to be patient if I'm not very patient myself. Um, <laughs> it's a work in progress. I think it's a work in progress P. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're, we're all working on our patience. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's, Step number two, maximizing the potential with the peeps. What I think is so interesting is that you follow up all of that. So you follow up, you know, kind of pick your dream, pick your goal, maximize your potential, which is figuring out how exactly you're going to reach that. What is the reason that you're here? What is the work you're supposed to do? And how can you do it? How can you be persistent about it? How can you reach for it? And then you follow that up with the third step, which is leveraging the universe. Yeah. So, I mean, when I talk about the universe here, that can mean anything to anybody, right? For some folks who are spiritual, that may mean a higher power. For those who are not, you can at least acknowledge that there is a world and there's a lot of people out here that we don't know. Um, and there is something connecting all of us, whether that's humanity or the universe or whatever you might call energy. it. Energy. Even if you're not spiritual, it's like, you know that there's energy. We all release energy. We all give off energy. So I feel like that's a good way to think exactly. about it. Exactly. And um, there's a book called The Secret um by Rhonda Byrne which and it's also a movie and if you guys have heard of it and the basic idea is you know if you want something and you manifest it into the world the universe will do everything in, in its power to help you and I remember first hearing that and I was like yeah right you know oh I want I don't know like a big ass car that doesn't mean I'm gonna get a big ass car tomorrow yeah but the principle I really liked because it's just this idea that 
if you really want something, you yourself will start putting things into place to make it happen if you're able to leverage the universe around you. And what do I mean about that? I talk, I think the whole world thrives on relationships. Like the biggest thing in life as humans, that's one of our biggest assets and as animals and anybody with energy, like you said, mm-hmm. is relationships. And building those relationships because you also never know who's watching you. You know, and I, I when I talk with, with kids, I give them examples of situations in my life where, like, for example, my start in music was actually through professional theater mm-hmm. because um, in India, the independent music system, uh, music industry is uh, growing a lot right now, but it was super different even five or 10 years ago. And um, that's because we do have a popular music industry, but a lot of it is controlled by film in that context. Um, So I wanted a way to break into something that was not in the film space, but still have a way to, you know, reach out to audiences and understand that. And for me, that was through theater. And I give this whole story about how I was doing something totally random, built a relationship with this person, and they ended up being a famous theater director who then cast me in their big play. And that was like part of a launch pad, you know, and you never know, like whoever it is, just be kind to people around you nurture relationships and you never know where that'll take you yeah Um, I talk about the universe so much and if you haven't seen the secret yet definitely go watch it it's on (laughs) Netflix like it's an hour or an hour and a half of your time it's on Netflix go watch it and I you might watch it the first time and just kind of be like all right I remember when I watched it the first time I would just drive and I'd be like I'm going to get a good parking spot. I'm going to get a good parking spot and like try to like will it into fruition. (laughs) The thing with the universe and is that you have to actually put the actions towards what you want. You can't just like decide you're going to get it and then it happens. You have to put the actions towards it. But I love what you're saying about making connections because an important part of that is deciding what you want. Okay. You know what you want. Now, while you might not know exactly how to make that happen, because you're thinking, all right, well, I've known what I want, but like, it's still not happening. It's not showing up at my doorstep. If you're very determined and you're really ready for it and you put that out and you, even if you're not doing like the exact things, you're at least making an effort. And like, what I like to say is like, you're showing the universe that you're ready for it. Things yeah. will happen. And all of a sudden people that you know, or will like, will tell you things that could benefit you and give you opportunities that could benefit you. Things will literally show up at your doorstep that it's like, it was kind of here all the time, but it's actually just now showing up now that I've sort of decided like, all right, I'm going to think positively about this thing that I want to bring into my life. Exactly. And, you know, I think that's a really good point, Katie, because it's also this idea of privilege, right? Um, A lot of people who a lot of stars today, and especially with social media, there's a lot of nepotism in this industry and in, in many other spaces. Um, a lot of people attack that privilege. We all come with a sense of privilege, whether that privilege is money or connections or family or just love, whatever that might be. Um, use it. Use the privilege you have. Acknowledge it first off. Um, abusing it is not good, but if you acknowledge it and you leverage the privileges you have, and that, I, I mean, even in terms of resources, do you live in a city? go check out all the free offerings that that city has to have. Go be around live music if you're a musician. Do you live in a place where there you don't have access to that? Do you have a school, a music school? Is there somebody you know in the industry? Like you can always make it happen if you figure out the resources around you. In, in my 
case, um, I, like I mentioned, I go to these two schools. However, this program didn't exist when I was applying. Uh, I remember I was applying to Harvard and I reached out to some folks at Berkeley, just knowing they'd been, they were in the same area saying, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll be in the area. Like this is after I'd gotten in, be in the area. I am also a professional musician. I'd love to blah, blah, blah. And as it turns out, they were considering this program. Um, and, uh, everything fell into place and I will be the first person to graduate from it. Had it happened a year later, I wouldn't have been allowed to do it, you know? And um, it just like takes a lot of, how do you leverage the resources you have around you, whatever those might be. If you're young, if you're in school, finding all those people around you. So like you very rightly said, you know, it's, 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 you never know what'll happen. It's just your mindset and your openness and being really, working towards it too. You know, it's not just going to drop into your lap. Absolutely. And I really love what you said about the privileges. I feel like right now in our culture, we think very negatively about privileges. It's like, oh, you have a privilege, which means you're evil and you're doing everything badly, but that's, we should take back that power. Like we can use whatever privilege we have for good, not exactly. only for ourselves, but for others. And there's nothing wrong with Basically what it means is like you're utilizing the resources that you have around you. So exactly. <laughs> it's so true. Like I've never even thought about it that way, but I really love that kind of new definition of it and that you can use that. Like most likely, no matter what situation you're in, there's one person you, you know, or one place or thing that you can go to, to kickstart that and really just like think hard about what's around you that you can use and see where it takes you. Cause you never know. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so that brings me to step four, yes. which is connect the dots. And uh, one of my, I, I realize I'm quoting a lot here, but these are just really small quotes that have gotten me through a lot of things. But this is a quote that's a huge favorite of mine. It is from Edna from The Incredibles. And she says, that's amazing. <laughs> she's, she's incredible. She yes. says, darling, luck favors the prepared. And what she's essentially saying is luck will come around, right? This idea of this positive manifestation will come around, but it'll come around if you're prepared. Now, a big question might be, okay, I don't know what to prepare for. Yes. How yeah. the hell am I supposed to know, right? Yeah. And my response to that would be, even if you're not starting out, even if you're somewhat established in what you're doing, you should always be a sponge. We're always going to be receptive to what's going on around us. And the more sponges that we are, like the question is, what are you soaking in around you in your environment that will help you do that? For me, my musical background is in Indian classical, Broadway, church music, but my music lives in the pop world. And I would never have known that. Like I didn't even, my first introduction to pop music beyond like the introduction of the iPod was this American Idol video game that my brother bought to bribe me to play video games with him. You know, I was not somebody really who grew funny. up. Yeah. <laughs> It's not somebody who grew up, you know, going to concerts or like having that around in my house. That just wasn't the culture. Um, but there's so many things in everybody's life. You can look back now and say, oh, I did this. I, I was in marching band in high school and then this happened and this happened. Um, and you never know how they'll connect together. And just this, this idea of whatever you're doing, just sit back and be like, okay, I've done these random things. What's the thread? What's the common thread? How are they coming together? Are they? If they're not, what else am I taking around in my environment and what excites me? And you'll find that they all end up painting this picture, but no one ever has the same path and no one ever 
has the same picture. It's just how you put those puzzle pieces together in the end. That's awesome. So then what's step number five? Step number five is what I like to call the X factor. Um, and I usually have people guess what the X factor is. So I'm going to have you guess, Katie, what do you think the X factor is? Um, I'm going to say it's finding like your unique strength that you can use and leveraging that. I think that is super true. And I think that's basically what the show The X Factor looks for, right? Um, <laughs> did I get that definition from thinking about the show The X Factor? Yes, I did. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> However, I would beg to disagree because I think that people's uniqueness is core to who they are, but it's also changing over time and it changes with context. One thing that will not change though, and that I think differentiates people, like my question usually is, what do Beyonce Barack Obama and your parents have in common? And the answer is, you know, people will say like random things. Um, the answer to that, my answer is what is the X factor is a support system. I knew you're going to say that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> as soon as you put them all three together, I was like, it's, they have people around them. They have a team. Yeah. Yeah. They have support, right? And, and it, that, the idea that it takes a village to raise a child is so true, but it takes a village to do anything. And um, whoever your support system is now, some of us are fortunate. I'm very fortunate that my parents are supportive of my journey, um, you know, emotionally, but a lot of people don't necessarily have that. And that's okay. It's finding people around you who you can seek out as mentors, who you can seek out as emotional support, surrounding yourself with positive energy in your friends and others. Um, I find like having friends who do different things is always really helpful because then you're not just in one ecosystem and you don't feel like you're competing with people around you all the time. So whatever that might look like to you, taking that time, taking that support system, whatever that looks like is really, really important. Um, and if you don't have that, then seeking it from elsewhere, right? Um, there are some people who just don't have that relationship with their parents or their relatives. And I, I, I encourage you to sit down and talk to your parents or your relatives about what you really want to do and why it's important to you and what your passion and your purpose are. And more often than not, they will support you. But if that's just not the case, that's okay. There will be somebody in your life that you can seek out that will be there and that will be that support system. And it's important to create that, right? It's like when you're a kid, there's so many things you take for granted. You don't have to make your own food. You don't have to clothe yourself, bathe your, like, you know what I mean? There's just so many things. And then figuring out, okay, now I have to do them as an adult, but what are other things that I can gain support from, especially in my mental health, emotional health. And that's why it's always super okay to ask for help when you need it. Super okay to seek out counseling resources uh, because that's part of your support system. That's part of what'll keep you sane and healthy and able to function. And I think this one's really important too, because if you are struggling or working your way up, trying to be an artist and thrive in your career and doing everything yourself or doing most of the stuff yourself, it can get really lonely, very isolating and very discouraging if you don't have any support around you. And yes. obviously when that happens, when you're feeling lonely and you're feeling down on yourself about what you are or aren't doing, then that can make mental health issues worse. It can make stress worse, anxiety, all of that stuff. So it, of course, it all ties together. And a super important part of this is having a support system. And I think that can mean 
like you said, just having, you know, friends and family that support you and uplift you Mm -hmm. and are able to be an outlet, but also really thinking about like, do you need a support system in your actual work life? Do you need someone who's like a VA or something like that to help you just get shit done so you can take things off your plate and not reach that place of overwhelm? So this, this idea of having support around us, like it plays into many parts of our lives and it's something that we need to we need to put a little bit more emphasis on. I know for myself, I've had to work really hard on doing that lately because like I, now I work in my room and like <laughs> by myself all day and I'm like, I need to see people. And if I yeah. don't, the longer I go, I can get in the zone and like be really on it and talk to people on Instagram. But the longer I go without like actual human connection, the less creative I become, then the more stressed I become. No, and that's super real, right? And this idea of building a team, especially as an artist, uh, so important. And when I say building a team, that doesn't mean, okay, I need to go hire a manager and pay them a ton of money. Yes, that's not yeah. what I mean. Because a lot of people all. I think are afraid to do that because it's like, that's nice. But like, I just started and I have literally no money. So why would I do that? And also who do I hire first? And what's the first step? And what makes the most sense? Oh crap. I just paid a exactly. bunch of people a ton of money and they didn't do anything for me. They actually like screwed me over. So yeah, I get the thought of that can be really stressful, but like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, that. it doesn't mean that. It totally doesn't. It just means I, I personally love working with people who are also similarly starting out across industries, you know, whether that's designers or videographers or photographers, or even people who are interested in business and all, all growing together. And I think that's really important. And then once you reach a certain stage, I'm at a stage now where I do have a team in the U S I do have a team in India, but it's taken me so long to find the right people. Because it's not just about the most competent people. It's also about whose energy matches with you. Are you guys working toward the same vision? Do you care about the same things? Do you have similar priorities? Like all of that really, really matters. And if the question of where should I start, start somewhere. Everything else will fall into place. I love that. I love that. So let's use that to move into the sixth and the last step of this, which is gratitude. Yes, exactly. Step six is gratitude and you'd be surprised the number of people who just don't take the time out to say a simple thank you. And that can mean in the form of being like super upfront and saying, I'm grateful to you for something, keeping your gratitude journal, if that's what makes you tick, or just thanking people around you who've done stuff for you, who have been in your support system, or just even thanking the haters because they've made you stronger. Um, There is a quote, Another quote that I really enjoy. It's by, There's a quote um, for every pillar. I love it. <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, by C.S. Lewis. And it's just about this concept of humility. And um, he says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. And I love that. Wisdom. Because, you know, a lot of That's people. wisdom. <laughs> right? Snap. Cross to let that. Let that sink in for a second. Say it again. Say it again. Okay. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. I really love that. And I think that's so true, right? And the, how do you think less about yourself? Think about others. Mm-hmm. Think about how you can contribute back to that and pass it on. Mm-hmm. If that means like Katie is doing, right? Sharing her wisdom um, or, you know, like whatever, volunteering in your community, whatever that means, passing it on, being grateful for things, um, taking that time out. The simple thank you. If you thank the universe, the universe will reward you manifold. And I see this as somebody who, um, my mom is pretty spiritual and I did not buy into that for a long time. 
And I think we still are on very different planes. However, I, it, this concept of energy and this concept of universe is so true because you can see it manifesting all around you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all need a little bit more gratitude in our lives. It's one of the things that it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm grateful. Sure. I'm, I'm glad. Like, But when you actually sit down every day and you take one minute to think about the things that we take for granted or the things that are going well or the people that you appreciate, it can be a game yeah. changer. Like just taking that mindfulness exactly. and really sitting with yourself and recognizing like what is going on in your life right now. Being thankful. Also literally writing thank you notes or thank you cards or thank you emails to people. You did something with somebody, send them a thank you. It'll make their day and they will remember you for it. Oh, this has been so awesome. Okay, before we wrap up, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to add around your sore system? What else would you like to say just before any parting words? <laughs> this is not a perfect system. It is something that I go by based on my experiences. Um, you may have different experiences, but I think whatever it is, just really figuring out how to dream, how to maximize that and how to go for it with a lot of loving people around you is what's going to take anybody no matter regardless of what they're doing far in life right and um yeah just this idea of passing things on if anybody has any recommendations for me about the system or has any questions they can always reach out to me i'm super accessible even on my social media um and i love hearing from people so awesome where can we find you? What can, where can we connect with you? And what's coming down the pipeline? Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Avanti Nagral, spelled A-V-A-N-T-I-N-A-G-R-A-L. And it's that on every platform, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Um, and websites, you know, you can join the mailing list, whatever, whatever your form of comfort is. There's an email you can reach out to. Uh, in terms of what's down the pipeline, I'm really excited. Just released a, a single a month ago, and we're releasing a new remix for that. Um, the video was just picked up by VH1 India, which is really exciting. That's awesome. Um, Yay. Yeah. And uh, I'll be working on an EP this summer. I'll also be traveling to different parts of India and Southeast Asia to work with traditional musicians and essentially record these forgotten sounds and make them accessible by bringing them into the pop world. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Got a grant to do that as well. And just meeting people, performing, making music. And um, yeah, I'm very, very excited. But do follow along and would love for you to be a part of the journey. And I'd love to be a part of your journey in whatever way I can. You are such a badass. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was such a pleasure talking to you, Avanti. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> Bye. Bye.